So imagine that you're the business unit leader of a big pharma company based in Europe and you have to solve a crisis your company's facing. A new drug that you've recently launched is having a quality issue in the batches that have been produced at a plant in North America due to a maintenance problem on the specific production line. You're getting a lot of complaints from patients and pharmacies alike and you have to act swiftly. So the first thing you do is you trace all the batches that have been produced in that plant through the blockchain and in a minute you're able to know exactly the list of items to be recalled. After all, thanks to the blockchain, you have all of your supply chain transactions and movements traced in real time. Well, then you order an urgent recall of the exact batches affected by the problem. At the same time, you have to deal with some patients that are having side effects because of this problem. So you enter the metaverse and access the health data in real time of the patients and, you know, who are reporting these side effects. So you create digital twins of them and your medical team analyzes these data in real time. And through AI, they run molecule simulations in the lab and manage to discover a molecule that minimizes these side effects. You then produce it and offer it for free to all of these patients. Last but not least, you have to solve the problem your equipment in the North American plant has. So because of that, you generate a digital twin of that equipment to show up in AR within your office room in Europe, and you're able to run the simulations in real time of maintenance. You then understand that due to a loose screw, the equipment is vibrating more than normal, which is causing the problem. You then tighten the loose screw through a robot. In a minute, the equipment in North America is back to normal. Everything managed from your office. Well, I'm sure you might be like, Andrea, how is this all possible? How can you solve in minutes problems that the industry today takes weeks, if not months, to solve? This sounds more like a fictional script from the Netflix Black Mirror series, right? But it is not. It is much more real than Black Mirror, and it represents some of the real-world applications of Web3 technologies to the pharmaceutical sector. So, Let's go step by step. And first of all, recap what is Web3. Well, Web3 is considered by many the third big wave of the internet, towards which we're approaching thanks to its underlying new technologies and concepts like blockchain, metaverse, DAOs, digital twins, crypto, DApps, which are decentralized apps, NFTs, all powered by AI and machine learning and so on. So, which are basically a new generation of internet services that are built on top of decentralized technologies. How did we get here, though? Because let's look at the evolution of the web. Web 1.0 came with the birth of the internet and fundamentally digitized information, submitting knowledge to the power of algorithm, which this phase came to be dominated by Google, and making it read-only for the most part. Web 2.0 came with social media, its current web, running mostly on smartphones and digitized people and uh, subjected human behavior and relationships to the power of algorithms. This phase is currently dominated by Facebook. It made the internet today not only a place to consume content, but also to create it. So what about Web3? Well, the third phase will fundamentally digitize the rest of the world and render it in 3D. Because in Web3, all objects and places will be replicable and readable by machines and subject to the power of algorithms. And who will be the dominer, the metaverse be dominated by Web3 and everything? Well, most likely by anyone and no one at the same time, exactly because it is a decentralized web. As well as it is, you know, it's a place for people to consume content, produce it, but most importantly, own it. 
It has certain characteristics, namely that it is decentralized, as we mentioned, immersive, namely it is 3D and not only 2D as the internet is today, and persistent, namely things happen even when we are not online. So recent statistics show the opportunity for brands to dive deep into the Web3 and some of its underlying technologies, such as the metaverse. For instance, a new report by research firm Gartner predicts that by 2026, 25% of people will spend at least one hour per day in the metaverse for work, shopping, education, social and or entertainment. It's also expected that 30% of the organization in the world will have products and services ready for the metaverse by 2026. And when it comes to the blockchain, although the financial sector accounts for more than 30% of the complete market value of the technology, a market value that is poised to reach $67.4 billion by 2026, according to Markets and Markets, the value of the ecosystem has also begun to spread to other sectors, such as manufacturing, 17%, distribution in services, 14%, and the public sector, 4.2%. When it comes to the health sector as a whole, the opportunity is huge. A report published by Vantage Research Market in 2022 found the global market size for blockchain in healthcare expected to reach around $11 billion by 2028. And the truth is that although in pharma we might not be there yet when it comes to Web3 maturity, we see a strong acceleration of digital transformation in the sector. As a keynote speaker and researcher that works with most big pharma globally, including Novartis, Janssen, AstraZeneca, Bayer, Abbott, Roche, and many others, I'm fully aware of the impact that digitalization is having on the pharma industry, especially after COVID-19. A recent Deloitte survey with 150 biopharma industry leaders points to the fact that certain digital technologies such as the cloud, 49%, AI, 38%, data lakes, 33%, and wearables, 33% as well, have been adopted more in day-to-day -day operations, while others such as quantum computing and digital twins are still nascent. Another interesting statistic is that pharmaceutical manufacturers could spend $1.2 billion on data analytics by 2030, according to Pharma Manufacturing's 2020 Smart Pharma Survey, which also found that over 93% of manufacturers surveyed said that when they are designing or upgrading facilities, digitalization is an important part of the discussion. I quote. But if we can agree that digital transformation is underway at the moment and accelerated by COVID-19, we still have to admit that besides some timid but much needed experiments and pilot projects, the pharma industry is not very clear yet about the potential impacts and opportunities of Web3 on its business. From drug research and development to clinical trials, from interacting with the patient in the metaverse to using blockchain for supply chain transformations, eventually helping do what the industry aims for since its inception better cure and prevent diseases and improve people's health overall. Well, this is why then I have spent the last several weeks talking to experts from the biggest pharma companies across the world and have put together this podcast that basically explores what are the main impacts of Web3 technologies on the pharma industry. Here's your host, Andrea Yaris speaking. I'm an Italian keynote speaker to more than 100 companies per year focusing on digital transformation, leadership and innovation, and a best-selling author of two books in Portuguese. Well, I'm based out of New York City, but I worked over the last 10 years in Brazil as the head of Tinder and as chief digital officer at L'Oreal. 
I'm an economist specializing in behavioral science from Bocconi University. I hold a master's degree in international relations from Johns Hopkins, and I currently teach at the Executive MBA at Fundação Dom Cabral, the top executive business school in Latin America, according to the Financial Times ranking. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to get in touch, you can contact me at andreayario.com or on LinkedIn, where I engage daily with my community of more than 60,000 followers with contents at the intersection of business, technology, behavioral science, and philosophy. So, hit me up there. So, the first pillar of the impact of Web3 Metaverse on the pharma industry that we'll explore is blockchain for supply chain transformation. So, a couple of years ago in 2018, I bumped into a report by Accenture with the title In Blockchain We Trust, Transforming the Life Sciences Supply Chain, which estimated that blockchain technology could provide a $3 billion opportunity by 2025 in the life science sector, mainly through supply chain transformation. I must confess that by then I was just in my early days of understanding about Web3 and its underlying decentralized technology, namely blockchain, but these statistics really caught my attention. So I started investigating further about the applications of blockchain to supply chains. But before getting to its application in the pharma market, let's first understand better what is blockchain technology. Blockchain is basically a distributed database that is shared among the nodes of a computer network, which stores information electronically in a digital format. A blockchain collects information together in groups known as blocks that hold sets of information and that have certain storage capacities, and when filled, are closed and linked to the previously filled block, forming a chain of data known as the blockchain. All new information that follows that freshly added block is compiled into a newly formed block that will then also be added to the chain once filled, and when it is filled, it is set in stone and becomes a part of this timeline. Each block in the chain is given an exact timestamp when it is added to the chain. You see? The blockchain is a distributed ledger technology at YLT where the database is spread out among several nodes uh, in the networks at various locations, which makes it decentralized. And when it comes to its potential impacts on pharma supply chains, we can list several ones such as transparency, everything is tracked in real time, speed, you can access information real time and not wait for the intermediary supply to you, and sharing of information. I really like the definition by KPMG analyst Arun Ghosh, who said that the blockchain in pharma serves as a ledger of truth for sharing complex information with regulators, pharmacy benefit managers, contract manufacturers, physicians, patients, academic researchers, R&D collaborators, among others. And let's look at some of the practical applications. A first example comes from the opportunity to better trace drugs and minimize the incidence of counterfeit drugs. Because a 2021 paper from a team of researchers from the Khalifa University in Abu Dhabi titled A Blockchain-Based Approach for Drug Traceability in Healthcare Supply Chain points to the fact that most you know, existing drug track and trace systems are centralized through FDA, for example, in the U.S. and regulators across the globe, leading to problems of data privacy, transparency, and authenticity in supply chains. They then present an Ethereum blockchain-based approach, leveraging smart contracts and decentralized off-chain storage for efficient product traceability in the healthcare supply chain. 
the smart contracts, they actually guarantee data provenance and eliminate the need for intermediaries and provide a secure, immutable history of transactions to all stakeholders. At the same time, think about it. Recalls of drugs are made much simpler through blockchain technology. The product can be readily traced back to the manufacturer and associated with the production batch, allowing identification of other potentially problematic products where and when they have been shipped. At the same time, as we mentioned, blockchain technology can help pharma companies to enforce smart contracts and optimize costs related to supply chain transactions. A case study here has come from Amici Pharmaceuticals on January 2022. Chronicle Inc., the technology company behind the leading pharmaceutical blockchain network MediLedger and Amici Pharmaceutical, announced a partnership to streamline pricing alignment and ensure first-time chargeback accuracy on the MediLedger blockchain network. The MediLedger network aligns trading partners in real-time and pricing contracts, eligible customer lists, and customer identity data such as HIN, DEA, and 340B identifiers. This data is then used by blockchain to automatically enforce chargeback accuracy, eliminating most of the errors and escalations that create manual effort for suppliers. Now, when it comes to big pharma, well, they're just not sitting there and watching, but are getting more and more open to Web3. Because Cynthia Challenger, PhD and Scientific Content Director of Pharma's Almanac, mapped out some of the main initiatives. While there's Novartis using blockchain technology and the IoT to identify counterfeit medicines and track temperature with real-time visibility for all participants in the supply chain. Merck recently garnered a blockchain patent on its own, covering technology for preventing counterfeit drugs by increasing supply chain security. <laughs> In a combined effort, also Pfizer, Amgen and Sanofi are investigating the use of blockchain technology to store patient health data to speed clinical trials and lower drug development costs. Blockchain startup Exochain offers a way to securely store and manage clinical trial patient data that also allows patients to control how researchers may interact with the medical data. Boehringer Ingelheim from Canada is partnered with IBM to test the ability of the latter's blockchain platform to improve trust, transparency, patient safety, and patient empowerment in clinical trials by improving the management of clinical trial processes and records. IBM also recently announced that it's working with KPMG, Merck, and Walmart to develop a pharmaceutical blockchain platform that can track drugs as they move through the global supply chain. There are several other FDA, DCCSA projects using blockchain technology. One of the most prominent is, again, MediLedger, which we already mentioned, which has other, almost like 20 members, including Pfizer, Amgen, Gilead. The goal is to leverage blockchain's capabilities to create an interoperable system in which multiple parties, including manufacturers, wholesale distributors, hospitals, and pharmacies, can register, verify, and transfer pharmaceutical products with absolute trust in their authenticity and provenance. Overall, we can forecast that as much as blockchain has been revolutionizing finance through crypto and DeFi, which is decentralized finance, we can forecast a revolution in how supply chains are managed globally through blockchain and not only in pharma. The second pillar that we're going to explore is the metaverse for drug trials and patient centricity. So, 
as soon as you've heard the metaverse for the first time, you might be like, meta what? At least that was my reaction to Mark Zuckerberg's announcement of Facebook's rebranding to meta. But interestingly enough, now we all talk about the metaverse thanks to that announcement. And although it is not really a new idea, we only recently have been able to better understand its implication for pharma companies, especially for the way they conduct drug trials and get better patient data. But let's first understand what the metaverse is. The term was born from the junction of the Greek prefix meta, meaning beyond, and universe, and fundamentally is a virtual and collective shared space created by the conversions of virtually enhanced physical reality represented by the digital twins, of which we will talk about, in the virtual space that already permeates the uh, physical world, in particular AR, right? Augmented reality. And if you're confused, think of it this way. Today, we're basically online when we access the internet, but with new devices, greater connectivity and cutting edge technologies, we will be online all the time, decentralized, immersive and persistent words. Well, one of the great opportunities that the metaverse is providing to the pharma industry is to overall get closer to the patient, which is something that the industry has always been struggling with, let's face it. The truth is that, as Argia Biswas, global trial manager at Novartis, puts it in a greater LinkedIn article he wrote in February 2022 with the title Metaverse Would Revolutionize Healthcare, including clinical trials by 2030, the COVID pandemic has accelerated, and I quote, the implementation of decentralized clinical trials or virtual trials, where the trial participants can take part from the comfort of their home or visit the hospital a few times in case of hybrid trials. The industry has also now started accepting and incorporating more digital options like e-consenting, e-pro, e-source, electronic health records and wearable devices in different clinical trials. He also added that it might not be wrong to assume that one day the virtual clinical trials will happen within a metaverse. This will not only provide a real life-like interaction between the doctors, nurses and patients, but also the blockchain technology will add another layer of security to the trial data, making it difficult to tamper and thus improving the data credibility. Biswa's analysis is backed by McKinsey research about the impact of decentralization on clinical trials, because typically 70% of potential participants live more than two hours from trial sites, according to data from Sanofi. So decentralization broadens trial access to reach a larger number and potentially more diverse pool of patients. Decentralization can also reduce the workload for trial investigators since traditional site activities such as drug administration, assessments, and data verification can be performed remotely by others or by trial participants themselves. The shift of clinical trial activities closer to patients has been enabled by a plethora of evolving technologies and services such as electronic consent, telehealth, remote patient monitoring, and electronic clinical outcome assessment, ECOAs. And of course, now the metaverse as well will allow investigators to maintain links to trial participants without in-person visits. Well, the industry appears to be realizing this shift. Before the pandemic, an industry startup research survey in December 2019 found that 38% of pharma and contract research organizations, CROs, expected virtual trials to be a major component of their portfolio. And 48% expected to run a trial with most activities conducted in participants' homes. Now, when McKinsey asked the same question a year later, for McKinsey's Clinical Operation Roundtable, the responses were 100% and 89% respectively. 
But how would drug trials work in the metaverse? Because to start off, I want you to think about a virtual copy of yourself and of all, all of your real-time health data. Because this copy of yourself, which in the metaverse is called the digital twin, of which we will talk about further below, would basically be a representation of yourself with whom not only Big Pharma, but also your doctor can interact with and monitor any time needed during the clinical trials. Sort of a telemedicine on steroids, isn't it? Digital twins of trial participants would be made of health data uh, from different sources like patients' electronic medical records and wearable devices measuring physical parameters in real time, like, for example, oxygen saturation, which is already easily available through the oximeter on Samsung's newest devices, and they would replicate how they would behave and respond in specific situations. You could track their health, diagnose disease, plan preventive treatments, and of course monitor their reactions to a new drug being developed and tested. The truth is that we need urgent innovation in clinical trials because as Ganis Kezari, co-founder and chief decision scientist at Graminer, puts in a great Forbes article titled Meet Your Digital Twin, The Coming Revolution in Drug Development, he says that current drug trials have four shortcomings. First, they're not an accurate representation of the real world. Second, few trials recruit the needed patients on time. Recruitment challenges delay almost 80% of all trials. Third, not, all, not every patient is treated by a trial's new drug, because usually half of it is treated with a placebo. And fourth, not all experimental drugs work as safely as intended. Well, digital twins in the metaverse can solve all this through some of their unique characteristics. Infinite coverage, well, digital twins can simulate a wide variety of patients' characteristics, providing a representative view of a drug's impact on a broader population. Speed, AI can simplify trial design by providing visibility into patient availability for a variety of inclusion-exclusion criteria. Third, predictability with digital twins predicting patient response. There will be no need for placebos or dummy drugs so that every patient in a trial can be assured of the new treatment. And last but not least, safety. By reducing the number of patients who need real-world testing, digital twins can minimize the hazardous impact of early-stage drugs. But what's the current status today? The current status is that we're still in very early days of applying digital twins to life science, because today pilots use simple twin models to model actually the molecular and cellular functions in the human body, rather than simulate the entire response of a patient in clinical trials, right? Because in that same Forbes piece, Charles Fisher, CEO of OnLearn.ai, a startup that has raised over $50 million to build digital twins for trials, said... We're not at a stage yet where we can simulate the actual biochemistry of a person. There's a lot of biology we can't understand yet, and there's no data. So we're not working on predicting how patients respond to brand new treatment. But the impact can be huge, as he added, I quote, I see the potential to reduce the size of clinical trials safely and reliably by, say, 25%, which can have a multiplier effect on medical research and patients. It will enable, enable every biotech and pharma company to run clinical trials faster and less expensively. Besides this challenge, there is another one definitely, data, privacy, and security. Because in an exclusive quote for this article, Argia Biswas told us, Clinical trials are highly regulated affairs and breach into a patient's personal data will lead to a lot of ethical concerns. For regulators, it will be a tough job to understand the technology and find out the points for which they should have boundaries, like how and who will access the data and the extent 
of data. Therefore, we can conclude that as much as telemedicine will also be revolutionized by the metaverse, totally changing doctor-patient interactions, we can forecast a paradigm shift in drug trials thanks to immersive and decentralized technologies such as the metaverse. The third big pillar that we're going to explore is digital twins for R&D and manufacturing. Well, in 2019, Kevin Kelly, the founder of Wired Magazine, wrote an amazing cover story for the magazine called Welcome to the Mirror World, where he described how augmented reality will unleash the next big tech platforms. He wrote, and I quote, We're building a one-to-one -one world map of almost unimaginable reach. When completed, our physical reality will merge with the digital universe. In other words, get ready to meet your digital twin and the digital twin of your home, your country, your office, and even of the world. Well, digital twin, you might be asking yourself, especially after having read about this concept previously in the article. Well, let me introduce you to one of the first building blocks behind the metaverse. That is the concept of digital twins. Well, a digital twin is, according to IBM's definition, a virtual representation of an object or system, or even as a person, as we saw, that spans its life cycle, is updated from real-time data, and uses simulation. Machine learning uh, helps in decision-making, because imagine a large manufacturing company having digital twins of its equipment. Through them, an engineer from his house will be able to solve problems in a factory or on another continent through the metaverse. The same technologies will enable office meetings that are much more productive than using today's two-dimensional video conferencing tools. Customer-facing applications can include creating digital twins in retail, offering customer service experiences that would not be possible in the physical world, and even engineering companies such as Siemens are using digital twins to simulate the impacts of trees falling on their 5G's antennas. It's amazing, right? And when we get to farm and look to the potential implications for the industry, we can use digital twins either in production building, in the lab, in the product itself, and even in the patient itself. So there are countless applications. But let's us focus on R&D first. When we look at pharma R&D, issues with costs and resources often hamper research projects, as clinicians can only do so much with the tools they have at their disposal. Because, well, usually when you start researching a molecule, the odds are largely stacked against you because approximately 90% of new drug research fails, uh, a substantial amount given that the global pharma industry spent almost $200 billion on R&D in 2020. And this is where digital twins can be a useful asset in R&D. Because when sometimes it might take life science researchers months, even years of dedicated focus to sort and analyze data, advances in computing means that digital twins can run multiple test scenarios simultaneously. Moreover, automating testing allows clinicians to rapidly recreate and reproduce trial scenarios, often conducted in highly controlled environments across locations and personnel, as we saw in the previous chapter. But what's most interesting is that digital twins are a vital tool to help engineers and operators understand not only how products are performing, but how they will perform in the future. Analysis of data from connected sensors combined with other sources of information allow us to make these predictions. An example, Big Pharma uses computational fluid dynamics, CFD softwares, 
with, uh, you know, to model momentum, energy, and mass transport with engineering biological systems. And when we look at this, CFD software is likely one of the most popular types of digital twin solutions. Digital twins organize bioprocess development, suggest experimental designs, and manage new knowledge. And all this dramatically reduces process development costs achieved by combining previous platform knowledge to predict future process results. And when it comes to the use of digital twins in pharma manufacturing, the impact is also enormous. Because in order to accelerate time to market, reduce batch waste, and increase quality and reliability in vaccine manufacturing, Atos, Glaxo, Smith, Klein, and Siemens have come together to bring digital transformation to pharmaceutical development and manufacturing. Using inline sensor at each step of the process, they can now collect data to understand exactly what is happening in real time. And by combining this data with physical, chemical, and biological models, they have built a digital twin of the pharmaceutical process, a live in silica replica of the physical process, which enables optimization of operations and the simulation of changes, providing new insights for development and full control over the pharmaceutical manufacturing process. Matt Harrison, the head of science, digital innovation, and business strategy at GSK Vaccines, said in the press release, With digital twins, we're able to do huge amounts of digital experiments and minimize the number of wet experiments that you do. Digital twins-based experiments can also eliminate the need to, to build a test facility, which can potentially take years. He said, quote, we can run multiple experiments, modeling and simulating, rather than going to a laboratory, he added, end quote. And when I look at it, digital twins are truly a technology that is poised to revolutionize the world. And when I say it, I really literally mean it. Because NVIDIA, the leading AI computing company in the world, is building a digital twin of the Earth called Earth 2 in order to simulate exactly the impact of climate change. It's amazing, right? The fourth pillar we'll explore is AI, machine learning, and big data for drug marketing and CRM. Because I'd like you to imagine the following scenario, because like you're the pilot of an airplane and one day while in the middle of the flight, one of your engines break down, right? It's terrible. It happened suddenly and seemingly nothing would have been able to preview that, right? But the truth is that yes, it might have been able to preview that if the airplane was filled with sensors that captured data in real time and through AI and machine learning, it would have been able to anticipate an engine stopping through correlations and simulations based on the big data it collected. Pretty much like a Tesla is able to do all differently from most cars, right? Well, see the power of big data being processed by AI because it really helps us to predict more and react blindly less. And consider that we already live in a world with lots and lots of data, where more than 90% of the data generated since the beginning of humanity was generated over the last decade, and where today we got to the point of 97 zettabytes of data by the end of 2022, according to Statista, which, just to give you an idea, zettabyte is a number with 12 zeros. That's a lot of data. So how can big data and AI help us in pharma? The truth is that there are a plethora of applications, especially after COVID-19. Well, a Deloitte research on scaling AI adoption across the life science value chain found that COVID-19 put a spotlight on AI. 
Companies have used AI to optimize site selection for COVID-19 vaccines and manage the impact of disruptions through clinical development operations. Novartis, for instance, used AI to analyze data on trial operations housed in data lakes to predict where disruptions such as staff shortages, enrollment delays, and so on were likely to occur and intervene early to reduce their impact on trial timelines. In addition to that, Deloitte's 2020 Measuring the Return from Pharmaceutical Innovation study found investments in AI and digitalizing trial operations enabled most of the 20 companies, top 20 companies in pharma by R&D um, to keep pivotal trials moving without affecting anticipated launch timings. The truth is that pharmaceutical companies have a lot of data accumulated over years of operations, especially internal data, but we're seeing more and more external data such as patient data. In R&D, for example, digital discovery and testing of molecules with advanced modeling and simulation techniques will be commonplace, as we saw in the previous chapter. For example, physiological simulations will accelerate product development and 3D tissue modeling will help assess potential toxicity using computer simulations. In clinical trials, in vivo clinical trial sensor data streams captured by wearables will be factored into registry record and value dossiers to produce an early indication of real-world effectiveness. GSK took a step in that direction in 2018 with an investment of $300 million in 23andMe to you know, like this startup by the time that is doing genetic sequencing, and among other, among other things, gained access to the five million people database that the startup owns. And we know that uh, you know, basically, big data feeds machine algorithms, machine learning algorithms, because GSK is also one of the companies that is scaling most in AI with a team of more than one hundred people working on it. Eli Lilly is also have been working hard in this area. They are a member of MLDPS, the Machine Learning for Pharmaceutical Discovery and Synthesis Consortium, which is a collaboration with MIT to develop software to automate the discovery and synthesis of small molecules. In marketing and sales, the role of big data is also essential to understand the prescribing behavior and the profiles of potential patients, enabling a more precise segmentation of suppliers and increasing the number of prescriptions filled. For example, a patient research technology that exploits electronic medical records to identify patients with specific rare diseases will allow Salesforce and medical science liaisons to focus on care providers who care for patients likely to have these rare diseases, right? although they have not been diagnosed. An example is what Novartis has been doing in Brazil uh, with multiple sclerosis. They have put QR codes in ophthalmologic clinics for patients to scan and fill a form with their symptoms, which can help Novartis predict much better than individual doctors the chances for multiple sclerosis through an AI algorithm that uses all of these data points. But beware, tech companies like Apple, IBM, and Qualcomm are pushing hard into healthcare, and they are already generating a lot of data because they engage with patients through apps, health and fitness devices, and online communities, for example. Just think of Apple with the health kit on the iPhone and Apple Watch. And they are able to collect petabytes of data from these and other sources, such as electronic medical records and insurance claims capturing valuable information. 
For example, the IBM Watson Health platform, recently at the center of a partnership with Apple and its health sensor data platform, HealthKit, is using advanced analytics and natural language processing NLP capabilities to support clinical decisions. The opportunity is there. Whoever first among the pharmaceutical company collaborates with these players in putting together an analytical and big data culture will gain an important competitive advantage. Sanofi took a step in that direction by starting a partnership in 2017 with Evidation Health, a behavioral analytics company that, through its real-life study platform, collects data about patients through apps on smartphones and wearables. Well, overall, digital transformation is enabling pharmaceutical companies to generate value for the patient beyond the drug, such as providing personalized and real-time treatment through sensors and digital services. Many drugs will be part of a digital ecosystem that constantly monitors patients' conditions and provides real-time feedback. Well, the result of all this? Greater effectiveness, as it will customize therapy based on patients' clinical and lifestyle needs and allow remote monitoring by healthcare professionals. There are already many IoT sensors and devices on the market that can measure the patients' biophysical signals, from wearables like the Apple Watch, Fitbit, and the likes, to chips under the skin that will also allow for the injection of medicine where the most needed. There's one I know well since I've been working at L'Oreal, which is La Roche Posay's MySkinTrack UV, a sensor combined with a mobile app that monitors the skin's exposure to UV rays. The consequence of all this? Well, that treatments will be more and more personalized and more precise based on the needs of each patient. By coupling IoT with big data, it will be possible to predict how patients will react to treatments and even run clinical trials of new drugs more quickly. Personalized drugs by following an individual's genetic makeup is part of the precision medicine initiative, and much of this has been made possible by advances in understanding the human microbiome, especially the way the human gut flora interacts with pharmaceuticals. That is, in the future, uh, it will be not important to just produce the drug, but it will even be more important to provide patients and people with comprehensive, customized solutions for healthcare products and services. And AI and machine learning are exactly there for that. The fifth pillar here is NFTs for data sharing and IP verification. So, who hasn't heard of the NFT buzzword lately? It's hard not to be impacted by this term, which for the most part is related to digital art. And I'm sure you're like, now, Andre, what does this have to do with pharma? Well, to start off, we have to understand what are NFTs or non-fungible tokens in order to understand that their applications go much beyond only art and gaming and are not only the speculative bubble that we're seeing now. So what are NFTs exactly? Well, NFTs can be thought of a signature for digital assets and not only digital assets, but for assets in general, which rely on blockchain technology to prove authenticity through a ledger. By confirming authenticity, NFTs establish ownership of a one-of-a-kind online asset that can range from a simple pixelated image to a complex set of data, making it, it impossible to duplicate without permission. To clarify, this means that a set of data can be imitated, but the original is always clearly identifiable. For instance, you have been able to read Jack Durst's first tweet on Twitter all over the internet, but the original one has been auctioned for $2.9 million, as is owned by crypto entrepreneur Sina Estavi. 
identifying where data comes from and verifying its validity is a key pillar of the industry today, making it likely that it will continue to be a major topic of interest going forward. And contrary to the wide draw of NFT as investment, which has happened, the applications of NFT in healthcare and pharma marketing are not meant to inherently just generate profit. Instead, NFTs would serve as the solution for verification of digitized health services, authentication of credentials and data, and protection of IP. At its most basic level, this technology can help shorten the healthcare journey and eliminate human error. And at its peak, it can improve transparency in the space for healthcare providers and patients alike. What are some of its applications? Well, as a great PM360 article called Beyond Trend Investments, three applications in NFTs, healthcare and pharma marketing puts it. A first example is the use of NFTs for verifications of offers and services. You see, telemedicine and prescription delivery services are on the rise, and NFTs can be valuable in verifying these services between virtual and physical transactions. For example, tokenized prescription orders and over-the-counter purchases can be definitely linked back to their initial writing and manufacture, respectively, guaranteeing quality until the orders reach the consumer. In this scenario, the NFTs would be associated with a physical product and tracked online, including information about recalls, replacements, and expiration dates. Do you recall the blockchain application for pharma supply chain transparency? Well, that's exactly it. Also, NFTs can be used for the authentication of credentials and data. The truth is that the applications of NFTs extend beyond tracking products to verifying healthcare providers' credentials and patient records. With these credentials, NFTs can be used to validate educational backgrounds from institution degrees and certifications to continued medical education credits, CMEs. When issued by the organization directly, these credentials are unsusceptible to manipulation, maintaining their integrity independent of any physical records. This will minimize the possibility of fraudulent practitioners and improve patient safety at all levels of the healthcare journey. Furthermore, patient records may also be verifiable by NFTs, making one original set of patient data authentic and potentially allowing the patient to own that data set themselves. As owners of the data, patients could grant third-party access to use their records across healthcare offices, pharmacies, and other applicable institutions. This would ultimately minimize human errors in between office transfers, improving patient treatments efficiencies, and it will also minimize transfer time, speeding up the treatment journey in the process. At the same time, in pharma marketing and R&D, NFTs can help protect intellectual property similarly to how they can protect patient data. For marketers that develop unique solutions, assets and materials can be tokenized and subject to transfer of ownership as needed. In the same way, custom programs and algorithms can be tokenized to prevent coping and manipulation. Online recruitment platforms with multiple data points, such as those that require individual registrations, can even be tokenized, ensuring that the data set is accurate and verifiable across marketing initiatives. In addition to improving data security, this application of NFTs to marketing could also increase the value of unique solutions among competitors in the space. See? When we look at NFTs, we should not only consider them as super expensive pieces of digital art, but as game changers in the protection of data and IP in the pharma and health industries as well. Now our sixth and last pillar 
is DAOs and decentralization for collaboration in pharma. And to start off and to better explain, I want you to ask, do you know how a cooperative works? Well, I do a lot of speaking to cooperatives in Brazil, especially in the finance and agro sectors, and I've always been amazed by the way that they're able to be more customer-centric and collaborative because of their ownership structure that is, to explain it as briefly as possible, basically a model in which the organization is owned by its customers. This definitely makes accountability much more important, makes the division of profits more egalitarian, and as I mentioned before, it makes the organization more customer-focused, as in cooperatives, namely the customers and owners slash owners, make decisions about the cooperative through regular meetings. And while traditional cooperativism was born in, 1980, in 1844 in England, we now see a new form of cooperativism on the rise through Web3, namely the one brought about by DAOs, or Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. What are DAOs to start off? Well, a DAO is a new kind of organizational structure built on top of blockchain technology that is often described as a sort of crypto cooperative. In their purest form, DAOs are groups that form for common purposes like investing in startups, managing a stable coin, or buying a bunch of NFTs. Consensus, a blockchain organization, defines DAOs as bodies that oversees the allocation of resources tied to the projects that are associated with and are also tasked with ensuring the long-term success of the project they support. Once it's formed, the DAO is run by its members, often through the use of crypto tokens. These tokens often come with certain rights attached, such as the ability to manage a common treasury or vote on certain decisions. And how can DAOs make an impact in pharma? Well, one of its uses can be, you know, to collaborate around IP and allow for better licensing and discoverability through collaboration in research. Look at this example. Recently, Molecule AG, which describes itself as a biotech IP Web3 marketplace, has announced a partnership with longevity-focused venture capital fund Apollo Health Ventures and Vida DAO a decentralized autonomous organization funding early-stage longevity biotech R&D. The goal of the partnership is to collaborate on financing and building the longevity biotech ecosystem, as Molecule believes that inefficiencies in long longevity biopharma R&D and university tech transfers can be addressed using Web3 marketplace tools. This includes new types of liquid asset class, such as the IP NFTs, a type of non-fungible token pioneered by Molecule that holds intellectual property. New forms of governance via DAO, such as VitaDAO and valuation of IP, such as IP NFTs, moves away early-stage intellectual property into Web3 to allow for greater liquidity, discoverability, and reduced legal complexity by standardizing licensing terms. At the same time, collaboration in pharma can be boosted not only through DAOs, but also through decentralized medical database apps. UK-based startup Innovative Bioresearch enables decentralized medical researches for HIV, cancer, and COVID. The startup's token, INNBC, combines DeFi, decentralized finance, and science to support biomedical research and decentralized app development. Unlike conventional DeFi staking, the startup allows users to farm coins while contributing to drugs and therapies. Its decentralized database app allow medical researchers to share data over blockchain, ensuring safety and proof of origin. In this way, innovative bioresearch facilitates drug development and prevents intellectual property theft. 
Also, Dutch startup Trial develops blockchain-integrated software for decentralized clinical research. It combines blockchain and self-sovereign identity technologies to secure clinical research data. Unlike existing electronic systems that lack transparency and data integrity, the startup enables clinical data audits and immutable storage. For example, Trial's clinical document management application, Verial ETMF, stores data on the blockchain and ensures its integrity and authenticity. Likewise, its solutions allow pharma companies, contract researchers, hospitals and patients to collaborate in a more transparent manner and accelerate drug development. Now, I know all of this was a lot of content, it was very dense, but it's also a great recap and also a great way for us to better understand what are the impacts of Web3 on the pharma industry. That's why I would like you to think about all this as an assignment during the week. Let me know how that goes. And that's it for today. Thanks for bearing with me until the end. I'll also love to hear what did you think about this episode. Thanks a lot. And See you next week.